If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show. You're going to love it. I have the very cool, very amazing Connor Gillivan. And if you haven't heard about him yet, I know you're going to love to learn about his story and what he's up to. And I think someday he's going to be a household name. So I just want to say hello and welcome to the show, Connor. Awesome. Thank you for having me on today. I appreciate it. Our pleasure. I know this is going to be a great conversation. For those of you who are listening, we love you. We love our listeners. You're all over the world. Take out that pen, piece of paper. I know this is going to be a show you're going to want to listen to multiple times. Connor's going to give us some great information, some great resources, and he's got a cool free gift at the end. Before I tell you about Connor, of course, I have to honor our amazing sponsors. We have a great sponsor today who has supported us many, many times in different ways. Cheryl Lightshoe. Cheryl has a great business. Her right now you can get her book at straighttalkforsmartbusinesswomen.com. Do you find you have so much noise about ways to build and grow your business? Webinars, writing great sales pages. Do you have the right brand? What is your social media presence? Should you have a business page? Ugh. If you want to grow a successful, sustainable small business, where do you start? Cheryl Lightshoe's new book, Straight Talk for Smart Business Women, Critical Tools to Build and Grow Your Business is a great place to stop the noise and gain your focus. And you can find her book right now on Amazon or visit her website at www.straighttalkforsmartbusinesswomen.com. And speaking of growing businesses, Connor Gilvin, our guest today, is the CMO of freeup.com. And free, by the way, has an extra E in it. It took me a minute to get that, but I got it. Freeup.com. He has sold over $30 million online, has hired hundreds of freelancers to build his companies, is a published author, yes, and is the owner of ConnorGillivan.com. He currently lives in one of my favorite cities, Denver, Colorado. So with that, I just want to say hello, hello, Connor. Welcome to the show. And let's just start with a little bit of your story. I know you're young. You haven't been in the business world very long. And yet here you are growing multi-million dollar lines of revenue. Um, tell us a little bit about you and how you got started and how'd you get here? Yes, of course. So again, thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited to chat here today and provide the listeners with some good tips on building their business as well. But I really got into the whole world of entrepreneurship about 
nine years ago in 2009. And I was sitting in a, a college class, business law to be specific, and I received a AIM message. If anyone listening can remember AOL and AIM, I received a message from another student in class and his name was Nathan. And he's actually my business partner who I've been working with for the past nine years. And he asked me if I was interested in starting a business that he had just started working on. And that business was buying textbooks from students on campus and then reselling them on Amazon.com. And so, you know, that kind of initial introduction and story led to us working together for about five years, really building this business. We ran it out of our dorm rooms. We hired our college friends. We started selling products that weren't textbooks. We started to end up selling baby products and toys which was very ironic for two kids in their 20s still in college. And <laughs> sure. we had a pretty awesome experience doing it. And in that process, we eventually reached a point in the business where we couldn't do everything ourselves and we needed to start to hire people. And so over the course of about two to three years, we started hiring some full-time people. We hired part-time employees. And then we also discovered the whole world of outsourcing and hiring freelancers from the US and outside the US. And we were using websites like Upwork and Fiverr.com and Freelancer.com to try to find these people. And we just kept running into dead ends. We would post a job, we'd interview people, we'd hire someone we thought was good, they'd disappear or their communication wasn't good enough. And we just kept getting frustrated by this process. And so that led us to building our second business, which is called FreeUp, as you had mentioned earlier. And it's all about making the outsourcing, the hiring freelancer experience simpler for business owners. And you know that's what I do at a full-time basis today. And we can dive into a lot of the stories that went into those past nine years. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on your success. And I love it how business owners, we find a problem, we, we decide we have to fix it, right? And you've clearly done that. So let's go back though, Connor. So when you were selling textbooks and then you know you launched your own business, was there ever a time when you had limiting beliefs about selling or limiting beliefs about growing your business? And if so, what were they? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, when we first started, we didn't know anything about selling products online. It was kind of an idea that we had to try to make some extra money while we were in college to afford our fun activities. And so <laughs> one of the biggest limiting beliefs for us at first was, could we actually sell something on Amazon? And could we turn it into profits that then could help us sell more products in the future? So we were very hesitant with that at first. And something that we always said to each other when we first started was, let's buy a few books. And then eventually, you know, when we got into other categories, let's buy a few products, let's list them. And if they sell within the first week, we'll know that we're onto something and we'll keep going. But if they don't sell, let's just get out of this and go work on something else. So we always questioned the whole world of e-commerce, which of course today has just blown up and is extremely popular all over the world. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's crazy. You didn't know anything, but you just kept figuring it out and doing the research and you kept going. So was there a moment when you and Nathan doubled your sales for the first time and you look at each other like just or when there was more money in the bank than there was going out? What was that moment like for you? And at that point, what did you realize about being in business and growing it? Yeah, I mean, that was really mind blowing. We did have one of those instances. It was in one of our first holiday seasons here in the US selling on Amazon. And you know, if you're listening to her, even yourself, you're probably familiar with the 
Black Friday to the week before Christmas here in the US, people will buy anything for their loved ones. And, you know, they'll usually spend anything to actually find the product if it's becoming a difficulty. And in this busy season, we were selling a lot of toys and baby products. So, I mean, you know, the Hasbro products, the Mattel products that were just flying off the shelves, we were selling those. And when we got to the end of that holiday season, we looked at the bank account, we looked at what sales we had been able to achieve. And it was four times what we were doing on a regular basis throughout the rest of the year. And I mean, we were just, our minds were blown. We didn't really know what territories we were getting into or how it had all happened and how we had kept it going while it was so crazy. But I think that was a real light bulb in our heads that, this is an opportunity, we should really figure out how we can keep moving forward with it. It's amazing when we have that moment of like, wow, that was unexpected, like that total breakthrough that that keeps us going in that moment. So after that happened, what did you or what did you and Nathan believe about the potential you were sitting on? Like, did you all of a sudden see, oh my gosh, look where we could take this? Definitely. Yeah, we, so at that point, we were only working with a, a small selection of brands and suppliers around the United States. And when we went through that holiday season and just started to see it take off, we really saw the potential to replicate what we were doing with those brands with other companies and manufacturers around the United States. And in the next two, three years, we were very focused on that. We built out a a sales team that was researching, contacting, and creating relationships with brands around the United States within a number of different product categories so that we could keep adding more products and really building up our inventory to hopefully sell more products and get more customers. It's fantastic. So on that note, looking back, like even in the beginning, you know, obviously there was a lot that you did online, but what were the top two strategies looking back out of all the things that you did that made the biggest impact on your business growth? Mm -hmm. So this one actually, a little fast forward, uh, what I'm thinking of is how we've been able to grow free up. And one of the biggest things that we did early on that made it awesome for us to grow and, and really excelled us even to today was we implemented a referral program for all of our clients. And one, we stayed very focused on the client experience So anyone who signed up, myself or my business partner, set up phone calls with them to understand what their hiring needs were, understand their business a little bit more, and then provide advice and suggestions on how they could use our platform to actually build their business by hiring freelancers. And when we created that awesome trust and experience at first, we then complemented it with a referral slash affiliate program that these clients could then share with their community and get paid for the hours that their friends build. So that was just a a game changer for us. And it's led to very viral word of mouth marketing that we're not paying that much for, you know, because for every person that's referred, we pay that client, but then we're also getting those new clients that are actually billing hours. So that was a really amazing move that we made early on that we I don't think we knew would have as big of an impact as it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then a, a second one that can be really great is just partnerships. So we found that by partnering with coaches and consultants that were teaching entrepreneurs that could potentially use our product, that that was a great way to bring new business to us. And we'd partner with them. We'd put them into a special influencer program that paid them a little bit more for anyone they referred. And then we also created a lot of content with them. We would write guest articles for them. We'd create video content with them. 
And we'd make sure that we were adding value to their community to make sure so that they were educated on outsourcing so that they could then use us for as a service. So I mean, one of the two things that stand out, I mean, obviously, and, and I should say, sorry, the one thing that stands out with both of these is the value add. Like you were adding so much mm. value to the customer experience. You were adding so much value to partnerships. Now, we haven't talked a lot on the show about partnerships, but I know in my own experience with my own clients, it's one of the places that people really struggle. And we mm. find that, you know, they want to develop partnerships. They want to do affiliate marketing or, you know, mm. whatever it might be, but they run into lots of walls or they'll, I hear this a lot, it's tough to find good good partners. Now you're very clear that you partner with coaches and consultants like me, right? I'm someone in that space. So tell me, like, how do you identify a good partner? How do you set up a good partnership that one that actually brings results for everyone? Yeah, it's a great question. It's definitely something that we've worked on over time and really tried to figure out what those people are looking for and how we can add value without just sounding like someone that wants that person just to solely pitch us as a service to their customers, because that's hard. And I think coaches and consultants, and you may be able to affirm that you get a lot of outreach that is like that on a regular basis. So it's hard for you even to weed through which ones could be useful and which ones, you know, could just be trying to get value out of you. Yeah, all the time. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So with us, the way that we reach out is we research very specific people first. So when we were starting, we were mainly servicing people that were selling on Amazon, since that's where our expertise was. Yep. And so we were doing research into individuals, coaches and consultants that were teaching people how to sell on Amazon with different business models. And the way that we initially reached out was, you know, we kind of related to them. So we had experience selling on Amazon, most of those people did as well. So we related to them, shared our stories, and then we always led with adding value. So, hey, we saw that you run a community that teaches people how to private label products on Amazon. We have experience in that, and we've seen a lot of success hiring freelancers to handle the operations of those businesses. Would you be interested in us writing a guest article for your community? Or would you be interested in setting up a time that we could create a video that would be exclusive to your community about this subject. So really trying to add value at first so that you can develop that relationship. And then from there, you can start to talk about other ways you could help each other out. But I think we found most success by adding value first. Such a great reminder. It's something we can all do. And it's starting from that place of giving. We had the author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg, on recently, and we talked a lot about that. So fantastic. Well, I want to make sure we have time to talk about your area of expertise. We know you are an expert in outsourcing. I'd love to hear your best tips and strategies in this area and just really figure out how all of our listeners could leverage more in this area. Yeah, I'd love to. So outsourcing really comes down to two main areas. And the first is understanding who you're looking for, who you're looking to hire. And I can kind of go into some tips on on what you should be looking for in those areas. And then the second part of the process that a lot of business owners look past is actually having a process where you onboard those new hires. It's even similar if you're hiring someone in-house, but when you're hiring someone remotely, There needs to be a really great onboarding process so that the communication is there, the expectations are very clear, and there isn't anything where there's a very gray area and it becomes a bad relationship. So speaking to the first part, you know, you're looking for someone to help you with your business. Maybe you want someone that can handle your bookkeeping, or you want someone that's going to manage your social media, or you need someone that is going to 
write blog articles for you since you don't have enough time. You know, there's a number of different areas that you could easily outsource within your business. When you choose that task that you want to outsource, you want to go through a number of bullet points so you understand fully that exact person that you're looking for. And then you can use that as a rubric when you're actually meeting people and seeing if that might be a good fit. So a few of those bullet points could be your budget. So you should have an hourly budget for how much you want to pay for that individual and stick to it. You know, don't go outside of it. Make sure that that's what you're looking for. Another one is location. So, you know, we're located in the U.S. and I don't mind hiring people outside of the U.S., but if you're someone that isn't comfortable with that, make sure that the U.S. is is that particular place that you want to hire from and that's the only place you're looking for people. The next one is hours. So freelancers work with handfuls of clients and they're using their hours in different ways. So if you need someone for 10 hours a week, you really want to make sure that that person has that availability so that you don't run into issues there. Another one is time zone. So if you live on the East Coast and you'd like the person you're hiring to also work on East Coast time, that's something that you should have jotted down so you can talk to them about that. And then the other things you can jump into is personal values. So if you're someone that really has a good company culture and you value certain things, talk to the person about that. And then of course, past experience. So if you only want someone that has two plus years of experience running social media campaigns or writing blog articles, that's something that you want to put into your bullet points so that as you're going through and talking to people, you can make sure they check all the boxes. So that's kind of setting up, right? Getting Mm -hmm. prepared for actually outsourcing. And then when you're interviewing, go through all those and don't settle until you find someone that checks all your boxes. And then when you're actually ready to hire someone, the onboarding process is so important. So you should set up another meeting with that person once they're hired, go through the expectations about the role. If you have processes that you've used in the past and you found success with, share those with this individual so they can carry them forward and improve on them as they're working with you. And then also give them very strict expectations on communication. So for myself, if I hire a freelancer, I let them know that if they're working two hours for me each day, I expect them to message me when they check in and they're starting. So I know that they're on and I can message them if I have any questions. And then I also expect them to send me a small report at the end of their shift when they're finished and they can tell me what they finished, if they had any questions and any issues that they ran into. And then for me, it keeps me updated on what they're doing on a daily basis and I don't lose communication with them over time. So, you know, that's some advice that you could take and kind of think about when you're looking to outsource. And just the last thing is, it's something that you can start very slowly. So if you have a task that takes one hour per day, You can take that off your plate first and go through this whole system, make sure that it's really well ironed out and works well. And then once you're ready for someone else, you can go in that direction. But it's something you can be slow with and you don't have to rush into. Yeah, it's such a great point. I remember I went from running a $20 million company to running my own company and I didn't have my CFO. I did. I was like, where's my team? Where's my P&L report? And <laughs> right. I just started on it over time. And I think so many people get overwhelmed right at the gate. They're like, I know I need help. I don't even know where to start. Where, how? Any suggestions on, like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm super busy. I don't know what my budget is. I'm not even sure where to start. Any advice there, Connor? Yeah, of course. So one thing that we offer through FreeUp is a free phone call with myself or my business owner. So if anyone is wants more questions and kind of is at that point, feel free to set up a call with us. But people that are just 
I don't even know where to start. The way that I usually like to look at things, and I still do this on a, a monthly basis just to make sure that my time is being valued correctly and used correctly within the business is I create a, a list of all the things I'm working on on a daily or weekly basis. And then I put the, I order it from simplest. So the easiest things, maybe the most repetitive things down to the most complex. And then the ones at the very top that are the easiest, those are the ones I try to take off my plate. When I'm looking at, you know, what budget do I want and and how am I going to actually spend? You can go to FreeUp, you can go to other freelance marketplaces, and you can see general budgets for what you might pay for someone that's located in a certain place and that also has a certain skill set. So those would be some ways that you could look for those types of things. What about someone who says to you, I can't afford it? I hear that a lot. I I don't even know how to pay for it. I'm sure you hear that all the time, right? Like what's your best advice to them? Yeah, that's a complex question because usually when people say I can't afford it, it's usually like a a mental thing for them where they don't necessarily see how them paying even, you know, $50 per week for someone is going to give them the value of that $50 if they just put it in their own pocket. And so when people say that to me, I usually give them, you know, a story from how I've seen success in the past. And I also remind them that if you start slow, if you just take one thing off your plate, let's say it's five hours a week and you're paying that person $10 per hour, that's only $50 a week that you can test out in a month. You know, let's just say it doesn't work at all. You've lost $200, but you now know that, you know, that's something that that's going to stay on your plate and you can try it out with something else. So for me as a business owner, I'm all about trial and error. And so when it comes to hiring, I take that same approach. You're not going to hit a home run with every single one. But when you do hit those home runs, that $50 per week is going to really bring a lot more business to your company. Yeah, it's that old adjective. You really can't afford not to. And yet I know it's such a scary place when people are just launching their business and getting started, but it's that one piece. But that's excellent advice. Like just start with five hours a week and watch it grow from there. Now, another side to that, the flip side of that is I hire someone, they come on board. At the end of the month, I get this really big bill that I wasn't expecting. We've all heard that. So how do you, what are your best suggestions on working with when you're outsourcing to work with someone to cap hours so we know we're not going to go over my budget? Great question. So I definitely recommend using a marketplace if you're new to outsourcing, new to hiring freelancers, because what's great with marketplaces is you can set those caps. So for example, on a weekly basis, there's we do weekly billing. So the freelancer ha- can bill hours during that week and then the client's charged for those weekly hours. But within the client's account, they can set a weekly limit on the amount of hours that freelancer is able to bill to that client. So they take care of it there. And then it's always best practice to get the hours that you guys agree upon within writing. So if you talk to someone and you say, hey, I'd like you to work five hours per week for me for the next two weeks, let's say, put that into an email, get them to agree to it. And so if you're working through a marketplace, you have that proof and you can go to them if you're overbilled for anything. And most of the time, they should help you out and refund you that cost or help you to get introduced to a a new freelancer. Fantastic. Sage advice. Awesome. Well, I know this information is going to be helpful to so many people. And Connor, you have a free gift for all of our listeners. So please, a couple of things. Tell us about the free gift, how we can get that. And also share with us more about your company and, you know, the benefits of working with FreeUp and how we could jump on board and work with you to get some support in our businesses. Yeah, of course. So I'm super excited to share with everyone the the free gift today. And I'm going to be giving away a copy of my book called 
free up your business, 50 secrets to bootstrap million dollar companies. And it is 50 lessons learned over the past nine years that have really allowed me and my business partner to build both of our companies. There's a lot of advice in there about managing your financials and hiring people and really having a a big focus on the customer as you build your business. And you can get that from www.freeup.com backslash free up your business. And I'm sure you'll also include that in the show notes. And with regards to free up, something to think about if you're building your business is that you really need to be able to value your time at a high level. And when you're spending time on low level repetitive tasks, it's taking you away from strategies and growth that you could be working on otherwise. And free up makes it very easy for you to take those things off your plate. The biggest thing that makes us different from other marketplaces is that we receive hundreds of applications from freelancers every single week. We put them through an application, interview, and testing process. And then we only allow in the top 1% of people that apply. So business owners who use FreeUp, they're gaining very quick access to the top 1% of people that have applied to get into FreeUp. And they have a, a large variety of skill sets you can hire people from the U.S., outside the U.S., and from rates ranging from 5 all the way up to $75 per hour. So there's a lot of things you can do with us, and I'd love to speak with anyone that's interested in getting into outsourcing or has too much on their plate and, and wants to try to get rid of some of it. And Connor, if someone want, you mentioned a free call with you. If someone wants to connect with you or Nathan or someone else in your business, how would they set up that free call? Sure. So they can just head to freeup.com, F-R-E-E-E-U-P.com. Right at the top, there's going to be a button that says schedule a meeting. And right there, there will be a calendar for both myself and my business partner where they can easily set up a time to chat. Fantastic. Well, Connor, I want to thank you for being here today and for sharing your best advice. We appreciate it. And I know our listeners are going to love it. Thank you so much for having me. And I want to thank all of our listeners all over the world. We appreciate you. If there's anything I can do for you, please email me directly at Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A at salescoachnow.com. If you haven't picked it up yet, definitely go to my website, salescoachnow.com and grab our webinar, The Authentic Sales Formula, An Entrepreneur's Guide to Serving More Clients Without Being Pushy or Salesy. It's almost a $500 value. We give it to you for free. So definitely grab that if you haven't yet. And I'd love to partner with you on your next event, conference, or sales training session. You can go to UrsulaMentius.com. Last name is M-E-N-T-J-E-S to see all of our latest keynotes. And you can click on the link to book me now or book someone on my team. We'd love to connect with you. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And make this your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.